This is the Post Purchase Pro Podcast, Episode 3. I can't believe that massive sellers are being shut down right now because of their product inserts violating Amazon's terms of service. Welcome to the Post Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. Welcome, folks. Episode number three, we're talking about product inserts. This is a very timely subject. Why, Seth? Sean, well, in my perspective, inserts are always timely because it's the best way to build a customer list when you're an Amazon seller. But it's even more timely because there's lots and lots of things happening in the news right now with Amazon product inserts. Big sellers, in fact, several large sellers, have been caught violating TOS, the Amazon Terms of Service, with their inserts for manipulating reviews. And it's got a lot of Amazon sellers nervous about their product inserts. But we're here to break that down for you and explain exactly what you should not be doing, as well as some of the strategies that work really, really well and stay within Amazon's terms of service so you never have to worry about the safety and the security of your business. You know what I just can't understand, Seth? What, Sean? What's that? (laughs) I can't believe that massive sellers are being shut down right now because of their product inserts violating Amazon's terms of service. Inserts are one of the most powerful tools that we've ever used when it comes to building, maintaining a customer list, and therefore a relationship with our customers. I can't imagine, Seth, our Amazon business ever surviving to the tune of eight-figure sales and beyond and all of the massive exits that we've had with our Amazon brands. Can you even see something like that happening without a customer list? It's almost hard to believe that anyone can be successful in our industry without building a customer list. And inserts have always been the most powerful way that we've used, one of many ways to not only build a customer list, but to build a customer list that looks forward to receiving our marketing and taking us up on the offers and the actions that we're asking from them. So it was important for us today, Seth, to talk about product inserts, because as we see all of our colleagues, even our competitors, even friendly competitors and those that we know in our business get slapped by Amazon because they're approaching inserts from the wrong angle, uh, it was important that we talk about this today. But I would implore you, if you're listening to this now, go to Amazon, look at any large household name brand product, any consumer package good by any Fortune 500 company (laughs) or even larger companies that does not include a URL for their website. You're not going to buy anything from Procter & Gamble brands, from Nike, from any of the major household names that doesn't have their URL on the packaging. So it's insane to me, Seth, that a lot of our colleagues are writing in going, man, my Amazon account was shut down because review manipulation and product inserts, but it doesn't have to be that way. And that's what we're gonna talk about when it comes to product inserts, Seth. Let's talk about positioning and how to position, what we mean by positioning for our inserts and how to better position an insert to be well within the terms of service. 
Yeah, exactly. So actually, I want to touch on one thing that you said there that was really important. Um, as a private label seller or an Amazon seller that has a, you know, a small to medium sized business like a lot of us do, um, we don't feel like we have the power or the say so or we don't we don't really feel like we're, we're that powerful. So um, when you are you're, everybody's always tiptoeing around, um, not trying to step on Amazon's toes or cause a, a ruckus. Um, or violate any of the TOS so they don't get suspended. But just like Sean said, if you look at Nike's, Nike's packaging or KitchenAid's packaging or any of the big brands, they all have their website right there. Because I hear it every single day from Amazon sellers that say, um, it is against TOS to include your website because you're diverting traffic from Amazon. That's just not true. They're not going to go and slap down Nike for having their website on their packaging. So it's not that you cannot... Um, have your brand displayed and your website displayed and you and you can't communicate with your customers, that is not the case. The case is, um, uh, what would you say, John? Unscrupulous sellers, I guess, give product <laughs> inserts and packaging a bad name because they're using it to violate the review um, TOS, which is like paying for reviews or um, incentivizing reviews. So Amazon now is actually digging into people's opt-in pages and seeing if they reward people for reviews in a way that is against TOS. That's what got everybody nervous. That's what you should never, never do. So that is not the correct positioning, right, Sean? We want to approach it every single time from value. We don't want to approach it from, hey, come and do this for me, especially if it is rewarding for a review. So um, an example would be to support your product. Give your customers something of value that gives them a better product experience. If they if they buy a product from you, you should be supporting that product with um, value. So that would be like instructions or a video explaining how to use it, the the best ways to use the product, or something not to do with the product that gives them a bad experience. You always lead with value, right, Sean? Exactly. Uh, you know. I don't blame a lot of the folks that we uh, talk to and consult with. I mean, if you look at product inserts, like you, number one, you can't even have any type of uh, successful post-purchase marketing is what we are advocating for without a customer to talk to. But the way we approach product inserts, and I remember thinking this, that it was sort of cloak and dagger. You know, it's not an opportunity for you to bait and switch Amazon's customer to go buy directly from you. It's not a, a cloak and dagger hidden. You're like, let's hide this. I got an idea. We'll hide this inside of our packaging so no one sees it. And we're asking our customers to go give us an honest, unbiased review. No, that's not what a product insert's about. And it drives me nuts, Seth, when you people start a conversation with, they say this and they say that, but no one can really put a face or a name to the pronoun they. Have you ever noticed that? Well, who are they? Well, you know, I heard it in a Facebook group, right? You know, listen to it on this podcast or something. Well, we are they. And there's not a product that we've ever shipped that doesn't include what we would call a highly valuable, value delivery type of customer service type of product insert that, yes, includes our URL for our product. It's insane to me to think that someone would not do that out of fear of what, quote unquote, they say. Well, I'm here to tell you, they 
don't know what they're talking about. They are approaching inserts from an angle of what's in it for me. What can I get you to do as my customer? What do I want from you? I want you to give me a review. I want you to buy more product. I want you to opt into my marketing list. No, 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 you cannot do that. That is blatantly against Amazon terms of service. What you can do rather, if I am a bona fide buyer, customer of your product, and upon the the unveiling of your product or the unboxing or the you know the experience of opening your product for the first time, there was something there that said, hey, listen, we're glad that you chose our product. And we think that it's important that you check out this very important video that gives you instructions on how you can safely and most effectively use our product. Or better yet, uh, before you use this valuable product that millions of people have owned and, and happy with, please avoid these top three mistakes that we see our customers make over and over again. That, Seth, is not asking for anything. That is simply providing extra value, providing amazing customer service that Amazon doesn't dislike. Amazon smiles on that because Amazon's entire goal is to keep the customer inside the Amazon platform, happily purchasing, happily leaving reviews because they have been called over and over again, Seth, the most customer centric company ever. I'll buy something on Amazon 10 times before I'll go off Amazon and buy it, even if I pay more because I'm loyal to the brand. And that's Amazon's goal. Amazon wants you and I and all the other sellers to provide excellent customer service, to deliver massive value versus what we pay for the product, and to continue to go back and buy more and more. You cannot ask for a direct review or favor or opt-in or anything in a, in a product insert. But we use the word, Seth, product insert so loosely that's anything that goes inside the product. For me, if you throw a business card that says, you know, if you leave a review within two weeks, I'll send you a free unit. That's insane. You should be slapped right across the face by Amazon because you are approaching that from an angle or a position of greed, not of value and customer service. Seth? Yeah, Sean, the, that method that you just described, we've seen it many times and it's just kind of the lazy way because if you can provide value first, then the customers want to come back and maybe review. You don't have to pay them for it. You just have to treat them well in the beginning. So when you ask later, they want to reciprocate and you know be kind to you as well. Sean, one of the examples you gave was the positioning of the insert and how you lead with value. Well, I can tell you right now that in our inserts, we've led with value for years and we've had inserts convert Meaning out of 100 customers, how many people sign up to hear from us? How many people give us their email addresses? We've had 88% opt-in rates. That's insane. And they're opting in because they want to see more from our company. They're not opting in to receive a free product or to receive a gift card, which almost anyone would but they're not opting in with the same mindset. They're opting in to basically do a transaction with you. Hey, give me my gift card. I'll give you my email address and then I'll instantly unsubscribe. 
So Sean, okay. why don't we talk about the seller opt-in rates that we see because we've talked to thousands of sellers and I always try to make it a point. Hey, do you have a product insert? If you do, what's your opt-in rate? Um, you know, I'll just kind of go ahead, John. It's difficult for me as a consumer to opt in to your list because I bought a toothbrush, you know, or because I bought a doorstop. It's really irrelevant. Okay. I don't care what you have to say about using my toothbrush better. I've been brushing my teeth longer than you've been selling toothbrushes, I hope. So not all inserts, not all products are created equal. But on average, on average, we see a 36% opt-in rate on our product inserts. Now, obviously, if it's a fitness product that requires further clarification on proper use, your opt-in rate is going to go through the roof. If it's a hammer, you know, <laughs> it's probably not going to work out too great. So you're going to have to come up with a value proposition that furthers the engagement of the product not based on what you've seen as an Amazon shopper come in your hammer or your toothbrush or your mixing bowl. No, this value proposition has to be specifically designed around your product, your industry, the value that your customer expects to receive, the benefit from the product that your customer expects to receive, and in a language that your customer understands. It's ridiculous to go to an, an Amazon seller event and someone pass out inserts that, you know, are claimed to be one size fits all. Here, just copy and paste this into your product and you'll get opt-ins. This is why you're not getting opt-ins, because the message is not congruent with the brand, because the language is not known by the masses in your industry, your niche, and because you're positioning it from, hey, go do something for me. How many times have you walked through Costco, Seth, and you felt guilty when you ate a sample of a of a bagel bite or, you know, a, a, a cold cut sandwich? Um, even if you didn't buy the product, just the old fashioned law of reciprocity makes you want to stop and at least pretend for a second that you're interested in the product, even if you know you'll never buy it. You know, you may even pick up the package and read it because, you know, you show up to the grocery store hungry. You ate the sample. It's basic human nature, my friend. If you give and give and give, then your customer, just like you and I, basic human nature, we want to reciprocate. And the best way to do that is to outgive them. And I'm not talking about giving them a free product or giving them a gift card or something crazy like that. Just give something that's in line with your brand that helps helps uh, the user experience. If, if I'm your buyer, I want the best experience from your product. I want the best result from your product. I want to know that you're there for me should I want to uh, buy another product from you or share the idea of your product or God forbid I have a problem with your product. The fact that you allow me to engage with your company is reassuring to me as a consumer. It's not for everyone. But you're never going to find a product insert that converts at 100%. Even if you're giving away $100 bills, people are just not going to believe it. So the reason you're failing, the reason I hear you say in these groups and these uh, in these live events, oh, my insert doesn't work. I only get a 2% opt-in rate and Amazon sent me a TOS letter. Well, hello, that should tell you something. Your positioning is wrong. Your customer's not listening to the, to the message you're putting out there. 
and you are putting your business, your entire business at a risk. The worst thing, Seth, and we talk about this, we kind of laugh, uh, you know, behind behind your backs when we hear you giving free products in an insert. Think about the positioning there. You take me as a money spending consumer and you turn me into expect to receive your product for free because you gave me a free quote unquote review unit. If you leave me a review, I'll send you a free one. Here's a coupon for $100 or 100% off or 90% off. You just ruined the entire experience for me and for yourself because you're training me to never buy your product at full price again. This is a fool's game. Don't ever offer free products. Can you imagine, Seth? I've been using Gmail since 2007. It's 100% free. What do you think would happen if Gmail came out and said, hey, we're going to start charging you $100 a year to use Gmail. No, thanks, baby. You've trained me. It's free. Now, yes, I'll buy your other products, but I'm not paying for my Gmail account. Can you imagine getting in your car and opening up your map on your phone to GPS a location? And all of a sudden, Apple says, hey, you have to subscribe to GPS now. It's $100 a year to use to use Google Map or to use Apple Maps. No, thanks, baby. There's too many other free options out there so yeah exactly sean we see it time and time again everybody wants to have a vip club or a review club or whatever kind of club where they get their products for free and just like you said sean you're basically teaching your customers to never spend money with you again if you have ever received a product from amazon and seen this offer yourself then you know how it makes you feel it makes you feel like what I just bought really must not have cost uh, the seller very much because if they're willing to give me a, another one for free, then you just assume that what I got wasn't very high quality because they, they can't be giving me that much in value if they're willing to do it for free. So never, ever, ever uh, come from a place of free. We want to keep our customers used to paying uh, near full price. You know, imagine... Apple computer running a rebate campaign where you could get a computer for free. They're never going to do it. They hardly even want to give you 5% off. Um, and then how do you view their brand? You don't view them as, as that computer is worthless. You view it as a high value, high ticket item. Um, so never take that stance because you simply don't have to. You can provide value and get your customers to engage with you in other ways where everybody feels better. Just think about what Sean just said. You're training them not to value your product. So at the end of the day, you giving them another unit actually hurts their experience with your brand from their perspective as well. Whether it be unconscious or or uh, or conscious, they're having that emotion internally, Sean. And it severely hurts the value of your brand because if it's free, then guess what? It's worth nothing. Here's what not to do. Do not copy what you see other sellers doing unless you have data to prove that it's working and that it's effective. Don't listen to what they say because they may have just heard it from someone else. Okay, do your own due diligence. Come up with a proposition inside of your product insert and the landing page that goes with it that offers tremendous value that's specific and proprietary, hopefully, to your brand and your product. Don't follow the crowd. That's not what you do. Now, on the other side, if you can, you can hire 
a professional firm to help you think out the entire strategy around your product inserts and opt-ins. And, you know, that's one of the many things that we do very, very well. I'm not saying you have to engage with our company to do that, but if you're stuck, maybe book a phone call or something and we'll do a brainstorm session and figure out what makes sense for your brand. But in order for Seth and I to continue to offer this tremendous value to our industry, it's super important right now that you like the podcast on whatever platform you're listening, subscribe to us to show that we're relevant, share with your friends and colleagues and leave us a review. We want to hear from you. Until next time, Seth, you want to sign us off? Yeah, Sean, this has been a ton of fun as usual. This has been the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast, Episode 3. On behalf of myself, your host, Seth Stevens, I'm here with my co-host, as always, Mr. Sean Hart, and this has been the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast.